You're listening to Faith with Friends podcast, where we talk about faith, relationships, and spiritual growth. Welcome to our circle and the conversation where we seek to know God and make Him known. Now, here's your host, Lisa Lorenzo. Welcome back, friends, and thank you for joining us today, where we will be exploring the topic of experiencing rest in the Lord. In this world that gives us where we have constant demands on our energy and our attention, it's challenging to find rest and refreshment for our souls, which leaves us sometimes a little cranky and irritable. But today we're going to dive into God's words and we're going to discover seven therapeutic ways that you and I can apply truth from his word to our lives and experience rest that only God can give. So where are you feeling overwhelmed, stressed at the end of your rope, or maybe you just need a moment of peace. I encourage you to lean in and listen. Today, we're going to explore and find out how can we find this rest of the Lord. You see, rest for us is not only possible, but it is crucial for our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. So why is rest important? In Mark 6, verse 31, Jesus tells his disciples, come with me by yourselves. Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Jesus fully understood the importance of rest and the impact that it has on our ability to carry out God's work in our lives. When we neglect that rest, we become more susceptible to stress, anxiety, burnout, which hinders our ability to serve God and others effectively. It blocks our ability to be the people that God is calling us to be. And it sometimes tears down and destroys our connection with others. So let's look at some therapeutic ways in God's word that we are called to and provided for to find rest. Psalm chapter one, verse one through three reads like this. Blessed is the one who does not walk in the step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but rather whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law both day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf will not wither, whatever they do come to prosper. So one therapeutic way to experience rest in the Lord is just to meditate on God's word. This means taking time to reflect on scripture, letting it sink into our hearts and minds. And a practical way you can do this is just setting aside time every day to read a portion of scripture, open your journal, write about it, write about what you read. If you don't know what to write, just write out the verse. What if you just wrote Psalm 1 verses 1 through 3 today? You're allowing God's word like a leaf to just drift into your heart and find root and asking the Holy Spirit to reveal what God wants to speak to you. What are you saying to me in these verses, Lord? Another way is just looking up an an alternative translation to that same Bible verse. So let's take a look at Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 through 3 in the message. It says, How well God must like you. You don't walk in the ruts of those blind as bats, and you do not stand with the good-for-nothings. You don't take a seat among the know-it-alls. Instead, you thrill to God's word. You chew on scriptures day and night. You're a tree replanted in Eden, bearing fresh fruit each month and never dropping a leaf, always in blossom. The second way to experience rest in the Lord is through prayer. 
Just talking to God about your worries and your concerns can bring such a sense of peace and rest to your mind and to our hearts. Practically, it can look like just taking time in the morning, in the evening, throughout the day as you encounter stressful situations. Maybe for you, if you struggle with just praying or talking to God, it looks like writing a letter to God. Writing a little note. Lord, this is what I'm experiencing. This is what I feel about it. And how can you help me? I invite you into the situation. Or maybe it's just talking about the burdens of your heart. In Philippians 4, 6, it says, Do not be anxious for anything, but in every single situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. How clear can that be? Don't be anxious, but instead in every single situation, either talking about it or bringing a request, with thanksgiving in your heart, give it to God. And then it says this, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Let's take a look at the message. The message says, don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petition and praise shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your every concern. And before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ deplaces worries at the center of your life. That's from the message. And I love the part that says, let your petition and praises shape your worries into prayers. And worship is another powerful way to experience rest in the Lord. When we focus our attention on God and who he is, it helps us to shift our focus away from our problems and worries. And a practical way this could look like setting aside time and listening to YouTube, worship music, or making a playlist on, on your favorite music platform, singing, playing an instrument, or simply praising God for who he is. If you can't sing, you can just, again, get a notepad out and write a letter to God and tell him what he is worth to you, what his value is, how much you appreciate him, your love for him. Psalm 95 verses 1 through 7 invites us with these words. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his for he made it and his hands formed the dry land. So come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is God and we are his people and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Set apart some time every single day this week, intentionally worship, worship him as Lord, as Savior, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And then number four, practicing gratitude is another way that we find rest. When we focus on the blessings in our lives. It helps us shift perspective and it reminds us of God's faithfulness. God is faithful. So why not start a gratitude journal? Why not start taking time every day and write down that, that you are thankful for? Expressing gratitude to God and to others. When's the last time you just prayed to thank God? I challenge you, don't only thank God for the good times, 
But thank God for the difficult times because those times are really when we grow and become more spiritual, mature. We grow to look more like him. But let me ask you this, friend. When's the last time you called a family member or a friend just to say, I'm very thankful for you. I appreciate your friendship, your life, your love, your words of encouragement, your prayers. Why not do that today? Take note and write three people that you're very thankful for and then send them a handwritten note, call them. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18 says, Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances because this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. The message translation on that same verse says, Be cheerful no matter what. Pray all of the time. Thank God no matter what happens. This is the way God wants you to belong. This is the way God wants you who belong to Christ Jesus to live. So this week, start with your attitude of gratitude. In every situation, find one thing that you can be thankful for. Just one. And then next week, try finding two. And then the following week, as you continue to grow, challenge yourself to go a little deeper, below the surface. Yeah, I'm thankful for coffee, but I'm thankful for a a friend that brought me coffee. I'm thankful for a friend that desires to spend time with me and fellowship with me. All right, let's move on to number five. So God instituted this concept of a Sabbath rest in the Old Testament as a way for his people to experience rest and refreshment. So here's my question. How often do you take time weekly to rest and focus on God? That is a powerful way we experience the rest in the Lord. And practically, that looks like setting aside one day or the Sabbath, it can be Sunday, where you spend time in God's word and prayer intentionally throughout the day, engaging in activities that bring you joy and refreshment, resting, finding rest, not just hanging out and watching TV, but seeking out God. And if that concept sounds new to you or like a challenge, then this is something you can do. This Sunday, get out a piece of paper and write rest and Google Bible verses that include the word rest and take a look and write down two or three of them and then write underneath what do I learn from each of these really dive in and find out what does God mean when he calls me to rest rest in his promises rest in his word rest through prayer and worship let's take a look now at some Bible verses that include rest one is Exodus 33 14 and it says and he said my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And I'm reminded of Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Visualize that as you're trying to rest. And Isaiah 40 verses 28 through 31 says, Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He doesn't grow faint. He doesn't faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youth grow faint and weary and young men can fall exhausted. But the one who waits on the Lord shall, but the one who waits for the Lord shall renew their strength and they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. In Jeremiah 31, for I will satisfy the weary soul, I will replenish. 
And in Matthew 11, 28, we have this beautiful promise. It says, come to me, all ye, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, all those who are tired and worn out, and I will give you rest. It says, take my yoke and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you know what you'll find? You'll find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Number six is mindfulness. What do you spend time thinking about? What do you worry about? What runs through your mind? What do you find yourself most focused on throughout the day? Well, Philippians 4.8 tells us, finally, brothers or sisters, whatever things are good, honest, just, pure, lovely, whatever things are good, rapport, they're virtuous, if they're praiseworthy, think about these things. When we, practice, when we practice mindfulness, we focus on the present moment, we become more aware of our thoughts and our feelings, and then we can intentionally shift our focus and our mind and our thoughts to Jesus and to his word, taking a few minutes each day, slowing down, taking some deep breaths, taking a prayer walk. And this might mean putting in a little bit of effort where you memorize a Bible verse and think about it while on your walk. This might mean taking thoughts captive and focusing each one and making your thoughts obedient. You control your thoughts. You can control your thoughts. Instead of allowing them to be a train, running away, worrying, making snowballs, you can simply quiet your mind. You know how you do that? Through prayer, worship, and God's word being intentional. So today, if you're having a problem controlling your thoughts, get out the Bible and read a verse. Read it three or four times out loud and then think about it. Instead of scrolling mindlessly on Instagram, take that time to focus your mind and thinking about Jesus. The last one I want to talk about today, number seven, is fellowshipping with other believers. This is a great way to find rest in the Lord. When you surround yourself with like-minded and like-hearted people who encourage us, support us, who listen to us, it can help to alleviate stress and it brings us rest to our souls. You know why? Because the Bible tells us that when we walk with somebody, they help carry our load. Practically, this can be a small group, Bible study, attending a church regularly, getting to know people. It can be reaching out to a trusted friend for support, encouragement, prayer, It can be just calling a friend and saying, hey, can you grab a cup of coffee? Can we go to lunch today? And just expressing yourself, connecting with it, with the other person, but connecting with each other to help each other shift your eyes from circumstances to our savior. Fellowshipping with believers should lift your thoughts and your worries and help you to think about God. Consider Jesus in your current circumstances. So experience rest in the Lord is not only possible, but it is essential for our mental, spiritual, emotional, and physical health. And incorporating these seven therapeutic ways, applying God's word into our life, you and I can find rest and refreshment in him. So let's make it a priority this week to rest in God's presence and in God's promises, knowing that he will give you the strength and peace to carry out whatever plans he has for our lives. And if all seven of these seem daunting to you to throw into your daily walk, then I encourage you to pick three. Pick three that you can start today. 
and see if this time next week, you don't feel a little lighter, a little less burdened. Your walk with the Lord doesn't seem a little closer. And God teaches us many more ways throughout the Bible, how you and I should and can experience rest. But remember that if you're struggling, start with just inviting God into your turmoil, your work week, your to-do list. Lord, multiply my time and help me because I want to have time for you. And what if instead of leaving your time with God to the last, whatever you have left over, you wake up early and give him the first part of your morning, the first part of your day, the first part of your week. Give that time to God because I can tell you this, you can outgive God. So if you give God a special time each day, I guarantee you he will help you multiply your time and complete all the tasks that he has called you to do because we serve a faithful God. I thank you for coming and visiting friends and thank you for listening until next time. Thanks for joining us for today's Faith with Friends podcast. We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Faith with Friends. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you forward to your friends so our circle will continue to grow?